Big man, what is the story? Johnny, you're right to call me big. Anyway, I started back training. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back in the gym. And once again, the podcast goes international. So in the gym in Finland, how are you getting on? Do you know what's the coolest part? What's uh, that? In the hotel, it's it's very Rocky Balboa-esque, right? Nice. The gym is in the basement. But obviously, Finland being a certain small number of nautical miles from a certain country, that's not in good books at the minute. Um, the gym is in a bomb shelter. Legit bomb shelter? Legitimate bomb shelter. So All the, right, the building, out of a drago. <laughs> the, the building we're training in now uh, with the helicopters, it, part of its exit plan and escape plan has a bomb shelter as well. And it's a relatively new building, like it's a brand new building. So I think it's a standard to have a bomb shelter in the basement of the building. Seriously, in Finland? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I'm not saying that it's, uh, like, a joke. Like, I was kind of laughing at the thing, and then it translated to English, and it's bomb shelter, but it's marked with an orange triangle. So it has a massive, I'd say it's about a foot and a half, two foot thick door, steel door, that closes behind you as you go into the gym, and you can see the width of the walls. The walls are super thick. Now, there's 10 stories of a hotel on top of us that, if it came down, I wouldn't like to be in the bomb shelter. I'd rather take me take me chances under a bridge or something. But um yeah, yeah. It's, Jeez, it's so something on. must happen in Finland. They'd still be in great shape because we're just in bomb shelters that have that fully equipped gyms. Yeah. I would be ripped. And you've and you've water, just water comes in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's taps and everything in there. So yeah, so I'd be ripped. No food, but you know, like be so <laughs> About three, I'd be in there'd be a week period where I'd be between have lost all my fat and malnutrition, so I'd say it looked good about week two. Well, speak, speaking of malnutrition and, and lack of food in the gym, um, I was actually just doing a, a little shop there, and, and just to put it out there, not being healthy for this weekend, the bank holiday, I was getting um, some ingredients for making margaritas. But as I was at the checkout there, I saw now, I have to preface this by saying this was back 10 at least 10 years ago when myself and the big man would train we get up like early in the morning we both lived in Minute, and we get do you remember the little biscuit things the little yeah, Velveeta type yeah. biscuits pack the of them Velveeta rip-offs oh the, the rip-offs I should say where you get like six to for like a euro it was college living at the time we got the energy drinks like 20 cents so just when you're talking about the gym and stuff there and just me seeing the Velveeta biscuits there around 15 minutes ago just to be a throwback there and like sometimes I get questions at work about like what should you eat before the gym or should you eat it all or depending what time they're in, there's always different answers to that. And it's always my answers always depends. And I go through different narratives with them. I'm like, oh, how do you know not to eat something or do I have to eat something? And I was like, Well, Jesus Sean, 10 years ago before, well, I was just about qualified, but still I was just, you know, I was very broke. Like it was just rubbing leather together in my wallet, more so than anything else. Uh my my nutrition before going to the gym was those Bavita biscuits and the energy drink in that little Cleo carriers on the way in. We've come a long and way since. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. We were in great shape. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that comes back to the good food, bad food. I've never thought about this before, but that's really the that like we were in, we were like not to brag, but we were probably in terms of my twenties, my best shape I was in in my twenties was at that time, and my food choices was horrible, including that for breakfast. But it went down the calories in, calories out. And it wasn't my choice to have so many little calories coming in at that time. But I was getting a lot of training and stuff in as well. Yeah. And I think the can of energy drink was 29 cents. Ah, uh, it's nasty. It stuff. was beautiful. <laughs> and I used to come in big bottles of boost as well. If we were feeling really good, we'd get a few days out of it. 
Um, boost is what it was called, yeah. And then Boosie. you'd have it going to the gym on a Thursday morning, and then it'd be your mixer then on Thursday night. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> my body still suffers from my days of fatness. Um, but yeah, look, we had a yeah. It's look, there's there's so many topics we can tap into just in this statement alone. It's probably a good time to hit the intro music, Sean. Right, in that case, we're gonna hit the intro music to this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. Let's go. Big man, because you're the one on tour and you're on vacation and stuff, I'm going to let you pick the avenue and you're you're the nutrition guy. They've heard me talk too much last week with my eyes and all the rest. So you pick the avenue of nutrition we're going down here and and, and I'm going to try and keep <laughs> up with you. Well, I decided, um, obviously, I spent a lot of time not training there because I was moving, doing things, doing up apartments. So not that I wasn't moving as in physically or doing nothing. I was going to work and then going to work in the apartment to lay tiles or to build a kitchen or to rip out a bathroom. And then I'd leave there at 10, 11 o'clock, having not eaten since lunchtime and then getting something on the way home. So I was living the ultimate nutritional nightmare, I suppose, in terms of uh, what I was doing. But just everyone knows that feeling, especially when you're tired. If I was to have a big feed at half seven in the midst of what I was doing, you can forget about me finishing in that half eight. It's it's time for shower and bed and that stuff. So it was a case of pig headedness um, to just to get work done because I knew I was coming away here and I, I didn't want to leave all that work to come home. So I wanted, this was the start of the clean slate. So, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately that was me in an extreme circumstance pushing myself. But a lot of people are living that kind of life. A lot of people are having the breakfast on the go. Uh, having a big lunch or a work lunch or an outing lunch or the chicken filler roll or anything that's of convenience and and again good food bad food there's there's no good food bad food there are better choices um, and then by the time they get through the rush in the evening they're probably running out to training probably grabbing something to just eat they're feeling hungry in the gym um, they're probably not feeling their most energetic they're probably not lifting as strong but they're getting through it and then by the time 9, 10 o'clock comes they're having a feast and then going to bed. Um, there's there's lots of ways around this. Um, and as you've correctly said, Sean, it depends. It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on your body. It depends on your food tolerances. Um, and certain foods, whether you have a tolerance or not, work better for you in your own mind than, than others. Um, and as humans, we're more complex. There's taste, there's smell, there's the experience, there's texture. Um, and there's previous choices. So I know from previous choices that donuts are tasty, uh, <laughs> but they smell great. You know, when you walk into Super Value, you used to be Super Queen, you smell all the bread, you smell all the donuts, mm-hmm. without watering, you know where I'm going. Nah, so that, that, that's when, me a little with the cookies at the moment, so I, I feel it. <laughs> so but our brains have remembered a time when like they were really good. That was a really good experience. The time I had that was a really positive experience because it's usually a treat. It's usually something nice. Mm. However, the body goes, see that little thing there for zero energy. We can take on huge calories. And that is what the body is worried about. It's, it's, it's worried about just survival. It's, it's not really necessarily concerned about how nutrient dense it is. That's our problem to deal with. But once it can get on those calories that it can fuel us for today, the lack of nutrition then has other bodily effects later on down the line. But in terms of just 
staying alive. That's that's why we remember it. And that's why food is such a challenge. That's why the treats are so hard to stay away from. So um, and why am I going down this? I am mm. here. I walk downstairs. There's a beautiful breakfast of all sorts. I'm too lazy to get up for. So I stroll down just at taxi time and I go to the, the place that we're working in because the snacks and, and nibbles and everything else is free there. So I actually have Belvita's, a banana <laughs> and a yogurt and a bit of water as my breakfast in, in the mornings uh, because it's convenient. I get more time in bed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the hardest bit about it is there's Cokes, there's cakes, there's everything else. And my body is just looking at them all day going, oh, I would love this. So temptation is the other thing that's around you as well. Um, so when we're looking at all this, John, we're, it's a long way, long-winded way of getting around temptation. But um, I've decided that this week is, or these three weeks while I'm here, is the time to start reining it in as best I can, within reason. Um, yeah. In terms of routine of just getting back working out, trying to watch what I eat, which was helped by a bit of food poisoning I picked up on the weekend, travelled here and, and maintained for the first two days. So I ate nothing <laughs> for two days. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And the appetite went, which has really helped me rein in portions. Okay. Um, it has really helped me just be conscious of what I'm actually putting in and of what effect it's going to have. Particularly when you go through food poisoning, the gut, it, it lets everything out, all the good bacteria, everything comes out. So trying to replenish those, that's why I'm eating more yogurts. And the biscuits, they're easy just to nibble on because the appetite's not really there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the banana is there for a little bit of energy and the magnesium. I'm using a vitamin water drink that they have here. It's a gimmick, but it does have the extra level of vitamins um, just to replace stuff that's been lost. So although I sound like I'm taking snacking things, I'm using things that have some sort of a benefit that one, suit the appetite, suit my mood, suit relatively what the body needs in terms of yogurts and cheeses to replace the bacteria into the gut. Um, what to eat, when to eat, there's there's so much to do. But yeah, it's we, I, I'm going into tangents, so I'm going to rein it in there yeah. and say that there are many ways to do things. Um, I'm going to probably, we'll back and forth about what I think is probably or what you think is the, the best way to do it. But um, I suppose before we get into it, it was a little bit of a backstory to all the stuff that's gone through literally ran through me uh for the last couple of days <laughs> graphic i know but um you know it, you won't always have the perfect day you won't always have the perfect time you won't always have convenience and it's it's how you manage it and how you understand how the body reacts and and that's that's what we're we're probably going to touch into today this podcast it's probably gonna be a little bit late for this question but i'll drop anyway for the next one um so I, we're, we're talking on the friday evening heading into the bank holiday weekend and on the bank holiday weekend they're saying it's gonna be scorching not scorched we don't know what it's gonna be like because no one knows no matter you look at red port or not it's gonna change but maybe there's barbecues this weekend maybe there's not maybe there's you know late night sunday night for a few drinks maybe there's not so that person that might be listening going you know i'm having a few treats this weekend what if they were a client in yours and you're like hey you know, have your few treats, enjoy yourself. What would you say to them about setting themselves up towards that and then the effects afterwards about getting back on track? Yeah, and it's probably the best way to start because that's how most people set themselves up. I know people who go for, I'm having a big weekend this weekend. I'm going to eat nothing this week. And on paper, calories in, calories out. Yeah, it makes sense. It 100% does. However, you have to be careful 
of what you put your body through. Because if you decide I'm going on a bender, we're going to have a dirty curry and a barbecue. I'm going to drink 20 pints. Now we're up to 6,000 calories. So yeah, average that at 2,000 a day, we're up to 6,000. So you have 4,000 then to spread onto Saturday, Monday. And what do you do? So you're going to say, right, I'm going to eat 400 calories every day, Monday to Friday. And I'm pretty much essentially starve yourself. And some people are doing this, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Again, it depends on the person. It depends on the body. Some people can get away with it. Some people can't. Particularly with myself, what I notice is if you go through a series of days of an extreme calorific deficit, the next time the body gets the energy it requires, it is more likely to store it as fat. So although you think you're doing well, you are actually encouraging the body instead of a transition, because especially, unfortunately, it's always people who are trying to lose weight that are not happy with their body shape, that are going through one extreme to the other. And we're encouraging the body to store that fat. Whereas if we ate a little bit more regularly and exercised, you could balance the books a little bit better. If you were putting on more muscle mass, therefore boosting your basal metabolic rate, obviously you're not going to do it in a week, but if you are building a lifestyle around lifting weights, exercising, being active. And, and it can be as simple as a higher step count with push-ups, sit-ups, squats, stuff that you can do in your house. You don't have to be going Arnold Schwarzenegger, just using muscles um, to boost the basal metabolic rate. You, you want to try and encourage the body to burn fat um, with a calorific deficit if you're trying to get into a weekend where you know it's going to be a little bit bingy. One day of a binge is not going to punish you. It's not going to do the damage. Um, where I try and tell my clients, oh, it's expected. Like a, a lot of my clients, when we had Ireland rugby Six Nations, some of them would be out drinking 30 points and they still <laughs> lost weight because the next day they were conscious of what alcohol did to them. They were conscious of how it dehydrated, how alcohol suppressed the, the signals for water and made you think you were hungry. So it, it, it can confuse that thirst versus hunger and that's why we all crave the grease and the, the everything else because the night. yeah you're actually dehydrated so if you actually lead with water before you make any food choices you might actually make better choices on the night um, and what I always tell people is if you know you're going to have a boozy night make your care package the day before so if you know you're going on a big night on Saturday night or you know Sunday it's going to be a big night on the town and, and, and it's to be enjoyed. It's mm-hmm. the start of summer. And absolutely. And I always encourage people to do it. But on Saturday evening, I would make a curry and I'd make four portions. I'd make two that me and her can eat on the Saturday night. And it'd be a nice curry. But it'd be dense in vegetables. We'll have good rices, plenty of proteins. Um, I'd add in spices and salts because, and you'll see why Sunday then, when we start drinking lots of water and we're very hungover, I would start taking on the curry then for my dinner. It's already prepped. I don't have to think about it. The body knows it's there. It's easy. It has the salts, electrolytes uh, for a fancy term. It has all the ingredients to help the body replenish. It'll have peppers in it because there's vitamins in it. It'll have spinach in it because it's very nutrient dense. So the damage I have caused myself on the day before I try and give the body a little bit of love through good food that I've had to put in no effort for. Mm -hmm. So if I am planning a boozy weekend, I plan the recovery as well. 
is is the is the best way of putting it. And I wouldn't be starving myself coming up to it. I'd maintain maybe if you want, if you're normal, say you're eighteen hundred calories is your normal day. I in the lead up to a weekend, I'd possibly go to sixteen hundred calories. So I drop off two hundred and ensure that I'm training because the body's not going. I'm starving. I'm going to store. It's still working. Um, you know, obviously, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain weight, it's a different different animal. But if you we're going with the losing, uh, because it tends to be the one that makes social media the most. But the going for that losing way, I would probably knock off two hundred. So two hundred over five days. There's your thousand calories. So now your six thousand turns into five thousand. On the Sunday morning, I go for a thirty minute jog or an hour jog. They say a thousand for the hour. It's probably around six hundred. We're now only two and a half thousand over. But we've been lifting weights all the week. The body needs to recover. Basal metabolic rate is probably raised fractionally, but it's another couple of hundred calories. And then on a recovery day, we might go for a walk to clear the hangover. And we have our 1,600 calories or whatever it is the next day of good nutritious food. You're probably still not that bad over. And you're into your next week. Um, so I hope that kind of describes the picture of what I would do in a training phase coming up to a weekend. Uh, hopefully it makes a bit of sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Just because you've, you've touched on this term a few times, just for people listening, uh, basic metabolic rate, you talk about raising it. So you'd have some people say, ah, no, I can't do that. I've got a slow metabolism. Um, this way, this this doesn't work. What would you say to, to those people that are convinced they have a slow metabolism? I will say they're probably right for them. Okay. Uh, because the reason I say it is people will feel the way they feel about things. And if they're feeling that's the way it is, that they're going to constantly be at that. However, you, you may think you have a slow metabolism, but I can say you can speed it up that fraction for you because everything is based off their own control, their own level, their own base feeling of themselves. So muscle mass, in like the more muscle mass you have on your body, the more calories you need to burn to move, to to get around to do everything as opposed to fat mass mm -hmm. fat mass just adds weight yes so yes we do have to work hard to move that weight around but muscle is hungry is the best way to describe it so if you can create more hungry mass on your body your basal metabolic rate or your metabolism will have to increase to feed the hungry muscles it, it is probably the best way i can put it so um I'm an, and I know myself because the, the time I did, I only look back at photographs 2020. I was into the, doing the triathlons again and I got very fit and I was eating 3000 calories a day, but I was still carrying a lot of fat and stuff because I was well, still out drinking, I was still out training, but I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't doing anything. I was very lean. I was not carrying a lot of muscle, a lot of muscle in the legs, which kept me honest, but very lean in the chest, very lean in the arms, very lean everywhere else. But by building lean, more lean muscle, I'm not saying being huge because huge is not where I want to be. But yeah. by building more lean muscle means that by just being my best self with lean muscle, I will and keep eating the exact same. The more lean muscle I build and if I ate the exact same, essentially the more body fat I'm going to build blues over a period of time because my muscle mass will be increased. Therefore, more hungry parts of my body 
burn more calories. So again, the calorific deficit is increasing the more I work out, even if I eat the exact same every day. It's not astronomical, but it, it is a difference. So mine at the minute, Sean, is probably two seven, and I know I've I'm six four, and I know I have less muscle mass than you. What's yours at the minute? Um, oh, I've seen it on the in body. Um, I, I'm five eleven six. Well, just under six. My most, I'm around 80 kilo with 42, 43 of that. 43, but just under 43 being muscle mass. I think, I wish I had it in front of me now. I think it's around 2,800 calories I burn a day, according to the, the in-body. Um, I thought it was three from the one I, I saw. Could, maybe, I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what it was. I yeah. must look that up. Must even, I might even post with the, with the thing if we're talking about this. Um, but given, it was near the, tri- I remember it being nearly 3,000 calories. Yeah. And we're talking about four five inches in height i'm 90 kilos you're 80 there's 10 kilos in the difference and you have 200 more calories there thereabouts to eat just to function on a day yeah and that's not to put on weight and 2000 set 2100 calories is an astronomical amount of food <laughs> it's it's easy to hit if you go to mcdonald's but if you're eating clean it's a huge amount of food mm. but if I was to take on a 16-week marriage plan with weight program, by the end of that, I would probably surpass your calorific deficit, the more muscle mass I put on, etc., which will kind of lead to the fact that, yes, in fact, muscle mass is improving that metabolism. So um, although I do sympathize with people who do it, because, yes, to you, it's a slow metabolism. It's, it's your feeling of, you know, I just, I eat something and I, I'm watching... Sean, you eating plates of food and I eat half a chicken wing and I'm bloated and I feel crap. But if I look back at, don't look at your last week, look back at your last six months. Have I, have I under eaten for long periods of time? Have I left myself short on food and calories that my body decides I'm going to store food because he hasn't trained me to be comfortable? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's why as we get into endurance training, you're teaching your body to use body fat, but it only works if you're taking on the appropriate calories to do that. Um, because if you don't and you train like, and I've done this so many times, I under eat because I'm going to lose 10 kilos in five days. And then three weeks later when I stopped training, it's just back. Um, so yeah, it's, it is, it's, it is a, unfortunately it's a, Everyone wants to be fit today. I'm the same. I'm I'm doughy at the minute and the, the pouch is there, but I know in six weeks it'll be gone, but I want it today. And unfortunately, I think I think that's a lot of people's problem. When when people decide they want to change, they would like to see that change today. But unfortunately, you just kind of have to trust in your own process and, and see the little differences in yourselves and and feel that you're able to eat a lot more food. Um and maybe. Do you know, if you feel like your metabolism is slow, maybe you need to look at the food you're eating to realize that if you ate a little bit more foods, maybe a little bit more proteins and fats and slightly less carbs because they digest quicker, um, you might feel a little less bloated. So there's just plenty of ways around it, but it's very individual. And I do sympathize with the man. I will agree with him that, yes, for you, you might feel your metabolism is slow, but it, it is a you problem that if you looked at your snapshot of your last six months, you could definitely find ways that you could improve your metabolism for you to feel like it is good for you. 
Yeah, it's mad, it's mad when you put it like that because you see the other side of it online and stuff where it's just like, here, have my meal plan and that'll work. And then someone went from like having 2,500 calories to 1,300 calories. You're like, that big gap, that's going to cause something major wrong to happen in a week or two. Um, and they're like, have this particular food, that particular food, whereas it, it is a lot more individual than that. Just go back to what you were saying uh, a good couple of minutes ago. Um, we, we touched on the big treats of the weekend, the, the, the barbecues or, or whatever it is. Um, but the other thing, like you're talking about, if I go downstairs, I'm, I'm avoiding the, the the coke and having the water. And we know their calories, that's, that's automatically 200 calories. So that person that has that sweet tooth that keeps reaching for for, for the coke instead of the water. And um, you also talked about just having that, that two, three week kind of mindset, that routine. Would you be coaching more that mindset routine of hair? You, you just have to try and avoid that coke for those two three weeks or you have to have a coke zero for two three weeks and wean yourself off or or what do you say to that person or have you had dealt with people not obviously not naming names like that but people that have had that sweet tooth and and trying to pull them back a bit in terms of just having extra calories and they want to lose weight yeah well look the biggest devil i have in my life for a sweet tooth is me um and i try to show people what it's like for me to, to avoid a cake or me to avoid this but what I do tell them is it's for a period of time and rather than tell people no you can't I would look again take a snapshot let's let's look at you for two weeks let's see what you've eaten and if you see that there is two dairy milks a day I'd be saying can we maybe go to one mm-hmm. can we maybe go to a half then the next week you know like I don't agree with, and people are happy to fight I me. Mean, this is my own opinion and it's, it's my own. And here, look, you know, I'm not an expert, but I, I do believe that humans are humans and there's emotion in food and food is an experience. And if, if you want to take away an experience for someone, it, it's kind of like quitting smoking. You know, like it's, you, you can go cold turkey, you can reduce it to the point that you can quit. It, not that I am not saying it's the same, you know, at all, but yeah. When there's emotion involved with it, when people get stressed, they feel like they need to smoke. For me, when I'm happy, I eat. When I'm sad, I eat. When I'm, I don't know, well, I'll just eat because I'm bored. You know, like, and food is an emotion thing for me. Um, So I would be looking to reduce initially. If you have a full fat Coke every day, I would tell you, don't get rid of Coke. Let's go for the calorie ones. And then other people are going to come out and go, aspartame. And I'll be like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, belly fat leads to cancer as well. So, you know, like it's, you know, like there's there's studies on everything. And to be honest, if you're if you're making a choice on what you like, because you want life. So if you like a Coke, and I do, I like a fizzy drink because I don't drink tea or coffee socially. And I will, I will have a cup of tea so as I can dip biscuits into it. And that is the sole purpose of the cup of tea. Um, but when I go, because coffee is a social event now, coffee is a thing now that you spend a fortune on every day to, just go and drink with people and talk and try not to buy the cakes. But for me, it's my, I, when I go for a coffee, I will get a soft drink, but I will go calorie free because it will give me the same experience. It, I won't feel left out yet. I've saved myself those calories that if it was the sugar full, as opposed to the sugar free option, we're looking at 200 calories a day. And you add that up over, that's 1,400 calories a week. If we if we switch that to a zero every day, there's 1,400 calories back to you, back to your metabolism, back to your good feeling, back to things speeding up for you. Two, three weeks later down the line, there's a bit of weight loss, there's confidence built, you're starting to see a difference. And now you go, oh, 
well, what else can I do? So it's, if you can change just a couple of little things at a time and build the confidence with them and build routine and build comfort around them, you can progress over six months to a year and be a completely different person for you, a person that you're happy with, not what six week man says you're going to be happy with. Um, so yeah, it's, for me, that's, it's, it's little t- changes like that. That would be my advice. Um, take it in small steps and supplement your exercise as well with it. And each week you're taking something off and it's not about taking something off. It might be just supplementing with different, or you might, you might not be eating enough protein and you might have to eat three more chicken fillets a day, you know, and you're finding yourself really full. So you're not really going for that snack in the evening. So it's, um, and then you're building muscle and you can see how the cycle of positivity starts to work from just small, small changes. And, And that's, my approach to it that would be my kind of understanding on how you should approach your your habits and everything is a habit everything it's a feeling everything is the food experience i suppose i i 100 agree with you it, it's a lot about time patience and just having that this is not going to change tomorrow just making the small changes and over time you're getting that big payoff and um, i suppose just to go full circle on this when we started this conversation after the intro music you described that person doing the nine to five and and, and going to work after work getting the food along the way or whatever it was and then the big meal at nine ten o'clock at night after getting a workout if they did get a workout in and um, nutrient timing on that now i know everyone's different but let's 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 take that nine nine to five person um, if they were to have a meal, maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night, and they're about to go to bed at half 10, maybe it might interfere with sleep. And I know it's a whole different, different ballgame, different conversation. Maybe take us through a day of what they could do, or maybe if there's certain meals for the day that they could do or they could change. Um, or what way would, would you approach if someone's like, I was having too much or too little? Or um, I think, and again, unfortunately with nutrition things, everything is person dependent. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not a big breakfast person. And you can call that, anything and sell it for hundreds intermittent fasting you can call it this that and the other the unfortunate thing with me when i'm in my full cycle is if i don't eat breakfast i've lost out on 600 calories and that's a lot to catch up during the day so it depends on your goal it depends on your attitude it depends on everything on how you're going to take on the meals but if we take the nine to five person who's looking to make a change what i would do is in the mornings i would Usually get them, again, see what they normally eat, see what they like, because, again, you have to play on them emotions. But let's take me and you, Sean. We would probably eat a bowl of porridge or a Weetabix. Mm-hmm. So oats is our carbs. We're probably going to have a little bit of milk. There's proteins and fats from a natural source. Um, and then we're going to add in some fruits. And then I'll probably get them to have whole grain or, you know, the dense kind of McCambridge breads. Just one of them. The reason being those dense ones have the extra fiber and stuff. They digest really, really slowly, giving you that sense of fuller longer. So if you know, if you struggle with snacking, say, during the day, let's go the opposite. You're struggling with snacking. That's how I would go with that feeling of fuller longer, those denser uh, carbohydrates. uh, Like the whole grains, the whole wheat, they take longer to digest, giving you that feeling of fuller longer um then as you go through the day then little snacks that are convenient if you're a nine to five person you have to get the banana you have to get the whatever is convenient to you or your workplace and this let's say you work in an office there is no reason why you can't pack a lunch box that sits on your desk that doesn't necessarily have to be refrigerated that would have maybe a mandarin 
which will give you your daily vitamin C. You could have some, we've already had our porridge, but a snack idea, especially if you're going to the gym late in the evening, would be a small bit of fruit, um, mandarin for your vitamin C, or you can have red grapes, which are really good for your cardiovascular system. So you could go with that with some yogurt and go with a protein yogurt because you're probably, if you're on the go, you're not getting in the protein values that you need to meet your goals. So I would get protein yogurt. I'd buy into the gimmick because it has less carbs, less fat, and it has 20 grams of protein or whatever it says on the tin. And I'd have that with some granola because the granola gives you, again, that full feeling. Proteins digest really quickly so you don't feel bloated going to the gym in the sense of the yogurt and a little bit of fruit for the sugars and energy as well that will digest a little bit slower but because they're juicy you tend to absorb them a little bit quicker so hopefully you're getting that little bit of energy for the gym i'm feeling full but i'm not bloated um and you can make a granola snack to be about three or four hundred calories which is a good intermittent meal day for the busy person you can definitely make a little lunchbox of that um and apart from that, then obviously your bananas are good. They're a good carbohydrate source. But again, it's another carb source. I know it is fruit. It is a carb source. It will give you energy. And um, if we're protein, if we're lifting big and we're looking for bigger protein numbers, we need to start looking at can we bring in a chicken dish or can we bring in something else that's going to supplement the protein during the day? Um, and then your lunch choices. So depending on where you work, can you get out? Do you have to bring in your lunch? Um, does work have a microwave? So Again, I would be looking at whole grain rices. Uh, I would be looking at chickens. And the best one is prawns, actually. If, if people prawns. are trying to... Re- yeah, I like prawns. One great source of protein, good source of vitamin B12. Um, vitamin B6, I think, as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but surprisingly really good in the energy vitamins. Someone's going to shoot me because uh, I, I'm going to go I'm 95% certain on this one because I eat prawns usually pre-stuff because i know uh, they're good in the the b vitamins um and they're they're really low in fat but really good in the protein as well so if you make a chicken and prawn stir fry you're doubling down on the protein you're not adding in too much fat and um it's a like who knows is <laughs> prawn you know they, they, well, well if you like, they're the, the, the co-workers are probably happy you said prawns and not tuna but continue <laughs> Yeah, but like you can you can do really nice dishes. And if you want to use natural sugars and stuff, if you're trying to bulk up these meals and you're eating on the go, let's talk through a dish. We throw our chicken and prawns in a pan, having a great time. We have a frozen bag of veg, throw that in because we're not wasting any veg and you've got a mix. Try and get veggies of kind of Mexican or Orientals. They'll have carrots, vitamin A. They'll have your, even a pepper, a half pepper is your daily vitamin C as well. So like if, if you're adding in a mixed bag of everything in your deep greens, you're getting a good nutrient-dense meal, whole grain rice. So if you mix all them up, use garlic, coriander, chili for spice, good flavor. Add in a little tablespoon of sweet chili and a squeeze of honey. And then you've got yourself a sticky chicken, prawn, stir fry, small bit of soy, go with the light soy if you're going to do that especially if you're going on a big run or anything that's going to sweat you, they're, they're salty, essentially, but don't go too heavy on it. And then, like, and that's all you really need. You can throw that into a lunchbox, get two or three days out of it, microwave your whole grain rice and add in half the packet, stir it up and, and there's your lunch. So that would be the lunchbox I would be bringing for the on-the-go busy person who is trying to get their proteins in, trying to stay fuller longer. Um, so we've had our breakfast, which seemed relatively easy. 
which was our porridge and our sliced breads. We stay full to lunch. We've then taken on more whole grains in a bigger portion of our lunch with our chicken and our prawns and our veggies. So we've got in good nutrient-dense food. We've added in honey and sweet chili, which has boosted the calories for people who are struggling to hit calories. Uh, and that's why you're adding in the little bits of honey, but they're a little bit more natural um, in ter- rather than having a can of Coke. Um, then we've ha- we have the whole grain rice. That's at one o'clock. We're planning on being in the gym for six, but we've had a big portion of whole grain rice or, or a healthy portion of whole grain rice. We're fuller till six, but we don't want to be too hungry going to the gym. And that's where the granola, yogurt, a little bit of fruit comes in. And then we're at six, seven o'clock. You have probably taken on enough calories that if you're that busy person and you don't get to eat, you'll probably be okay with a little snack in the evening. You don't have to have that big meal. Um, or you can just have your simple salad uh, that's late in the evening. Um, but I, I, I'd imagine through all that you're going to need a, a protein source dinner again in the evening, especially if you're working out um, with a few carbohydrates as well. So, yeah, that's did I talk through a day there, Sean? I, I think you talked through a full day there. Yeah, I was missing out on a couple of margaritas, but apart from that, you talked through a full day there for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 just it's trying to understand the, the concept of, of what takes longer to digest, what keeps you feeling yeah. full longer, especially those who are struggling with overeating. Go go whole grain and it'll stop that snacking, um, and uh, yeah, it's it it. But again, it's it's person dependent. It is mm-hmm. person dependent. There's, I'll eat six slices of that bread and I'll be tucking into something else at eleven o'clock. So you know, yeah. it's it is person dependent. But in theory, that is what should happen. Yeah, I think you're after throwing a ton, a ton of knowledge on people throughout this episode of the podcast. So with that said, we're going to wrap it up right there. Um, any final words you want to add on apart from that? Um, I suppose when it comes to your nutrition, it is you. Um, it is as good as your phone. It's as good as your Instagram account. Unfortunately, it's not as public. Um, but like it's, it is something you have to have a look back on yourself and think, Am I the drama? Am I the problem? Like, is this is this something I can change? Is it something I want to change? Mm-hmm. Is it something I'm willing to change? Because if you can't answer the wants and willings and which changes you are trying to make, we go through three W's. If you're not willing to answer those questions honestly, then there is no point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is because you will do it for a week and you will do fantastic for a week and then the weekend come and you'll be like ah I'll start next Monday or the work day will come up ah I'll start next Monday but if you are wanting to make a change for yourself you are willing to go through a period of change for yourself to come out the other side um, and you've said pretty much a when and, and, and how you're going to do it then you have a fantastic chance but just take your time with it it's I, I kind of have to keep reminding myself as well that it's my brain's telling me if I don't eat for the week, I look great when I come home. But I know I need to hit 2000 calories every day. <laughs> like it's <laughs> at, at least. Um, so what I'm doing is making sure that I'm hitting that in the most nutrient dense that I can away from home um, and doing a little bit of exercise to start getting the body moving again and start building the muscles again. So yeah, just find out if you want to change and if you want to make a change then absolutely go for it, but don't be drastic. Just it's a lifestyle. It's it's you. You're just tweaking you to be what you want you to be, and that's it. And when you're ready to do that, then there's there's so many ways to do it that aren't extreme, that are actually enjoyable, 
and that you can have a beer on the weekend and, and not feel bad about it. You know, then that's that's life that you should aim to live a life that you like. Unreal. Uh, with that said, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Eric, thank you very much for all those knowledge bombs you drew on this week's episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Enjoy that bomb bunker you got over there in the gym over the next couple of weeks, and we'll see you back over in Ireland in a few weeks' time. Uh, those of you that are listening, you've done it already. Congrats to those of you that have done the Women's Mini Marathon over the weekend. I uh, hope the rest of you enjoyed your bank holiday weekend. And that is it for myself and Eric. Take care. Bye.